Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're watching SportsGrid. Welcome back. It's Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show as it is hour number two of our program. Uh, amazingly, we got one hour to go and then the rest of the week is done. But uh, we do have some breaking news here on the show as uh, The Athletic is reporting that tonight's St. Louis Cardinals game has been postponed due to uh, more positive tests uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. And, uh, and before I can go grab my phone and tweet it, I guess I should tell you that there have been two more players, according to my sources, uh, that have tested positive for uh, for COVID-19. So, uh, Joe, that's where we're at. Uh, unfortunately, now Major League Baseball is going to have to adjust to this. I believe that the Cardinal season will continue and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, they added five doubleheaders to Miami's schedule, Joe. Let me say that again. They added five <laughs> doubleheaders to Miami's schedule between now and the end of the year. And I got to tell you, the Cardinals are going to be right there with them. They're going to be playing... Uh, you know, 28 games in 25 days with no days off, and the race to get to 55 games is on. Yeah, uh, it's, ugh, we're so close. We're so close. We're so happy, full slate of games, everything happening. But this is kind of what's going on right now where we just say season-long fantasy baseball is so difficult. I mean, I just don't know how you, you're playing it or how you're doing it at any point in time. Uh, we're trying to help everyone out there who is, but – as I said, as the weeks leading up to the season starting, I just thought the daily fantasy game would be a much easier one to manage because here you go. You have the news, you make your pivots, you set your lineups, you have the entire board. I feel like you need the entire board just to get a lineup together nowadays some nights. And that's really tough. It is really difficult and it's it's not good news. And uh, we hope for anybody who did test positive for a very speedy uh, recovery for sure. But uh, I'm sure Craig will have a lot more updates as we continue on here with the program. But we were so close to a full slate. We're not yeah, we were. Today, but I don't think we're going to lose. I'm not going to lose baseball. We're going to keep having baseball because I think Major League Baseball has shown you they are going to soldier on no matter what. I think that's the biggest takeaway of the last two weeks. Yeah, and uh, and and really tough situation now. They went back to St. Louis to be able to play their games and missed the uh, games in Detroit. 
So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish if you're watching the show live. Uh, follow us on Sports Grid. I'll try to update on my phone as we go along uh, here on the show for sure. All right, let's uh, let's get back to the top stories here in fantasy for the day, which is August the seventh, two thousand and twenty. We saw. Maybe the turnaround for Christian Yelich, who had an inside-the-park home run yesterday. Boy, he really needed that, that in a buck 11 on the season, but ended up hitting it inside the parker, so that was really good to see. Uh, Nick Markakis is back for the Atlanta Braves. In case you missed it last night, he hit a walk-off. Uh, really, the PGA Championship uh, has a new leader at this point, and certainly it's we're going to be all over the map with guys, but right now the leader is at minus seven, so it'll be interesting to see who ends up playing Saturday and Sunday. Right now, Tiger Woods is minus two after round one. In case you missed it, a pretty funny YouTube video, Bryson DeChambeau uh, broke his driver after having a tough time in round one as well. And the NBA continues today with great performances yesterday from Harden and Lillard, and the Phoenix Suns, Joe, are off to a 4-0 and in the uh, in the NBA restart, so uh, all things trending positive, I think in in most sports we did. It, it doesn't feel like we can get through a full week or a full twenty four hours with something happening to derail this, but certainly that's kind of where we're at. And just follow the testing and follow the bouncing ball at this point. And what I am rooting for is to have every single Major League Baseball team playing in one day. I don't know that we're going to get that this year, but. Mm-hmm. And Joe, is it fair to for Major League Baseball to schedule all of these double headers? Is no. there any other choice? Like- <laughs> no, no, that's not fair. But I think fair has gone out the window a long time ago. It's just can we do it? It's not about fair. It's not about wrong or right or or, or whether or not it's in the best interest. The best interest of baseball is to have baseball somehow play enough games that they can generate enough revenue for the teams and the players. That's at the end of the day, I think that is what they're looking at, and that's what they're trying to do. And we haven't even mentioned on today's show about yesterday's NFL deadline, too. We didn't get a whole lot of big names in terms of fantasy opting out. Uh, but there were some, some significant NFL names, at least. Uh, not nearly, I think, the number that many might have anticipated either. But uh, these are uncharted waters. These are crazy circumstances that we're all trying to deal with. So the fact that, yeah, the Cardinals are going to be up against it when they return is not surprising at all. Fair? Fair does not exist anymore. It's just whether or not we can actually get this done in some fashion. And as we welcome in our uh, our radio audience, uh, certainly, Joe, we uh, also have some really good matchups tonight in baseball and in fantasy baseball. Which uh, matchup in particular, which baseball game do you think has your interest peaked the most tonight? You know what? It's it's the Yankees race. And it's kind of to what I alluded earlier, because this is a big moment here for Blake Snell. It is a big moment here to to for the Rays to kind of get right a little bit. Get on a good track, because if they take a few games for the Yankees here, I think you start to build on that if you're the race. And if you don't, I'm worried that the juggernaut Yankees right now are just going to pull away. And that's not an impossibility here, that they could just pull away the way this division has been shaking out. Toronto's not really a contender. Even if Ryu did pitch a better game this week, I don't think that Boston's a contender. We know the Orioles are not. So basically, it's the Rays. And if the Rays can't stand up to the big bad Yankees this weekend... I don't know. At a certain point, maybe they just all step aside in some fashion, just kind of fade to black as the Yankees just kind of roll into this division. Yeah, no, I I definitely think so as well. All right, uh, coming up next, it's time for us to dive into a little bit of NASCAR as we've got a couple of really good races going on in Michigan this weekend. And we're going to give you a couple of really big long shots. I've, yes, pushed our friend Matt Sells into a corner. And outside of him picking Kevin Harvick, uh, he is going to give you guys a couple of good options that are 35 to 1 
to win the race on Saturday. So make sure you stay tuned to that. Also, Gray Albright will be with us a little bit later in the show as we dive back into some fantasy baseball, talk about Joe Adele and what he could be for the remainder of the season. And also we'll play a little game of fantasy or reality. An NFL player basically popping off saying that he's going to break the sacks record in 2020. Will that actually happen? Joe and I will dive in as fantasy reality a little bit later in the show. We talk NASCAR next. Stay on the day. We'll be right back in two minutes. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We're going to learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It's Fantasy Sports Today. We got baseball back, of course, the NBA, the NHL. We got the PGA Championship going on. But we're not going to simply ignore NASCAR, and we're not going to ignore the Firekeepers 400 coming up this weekend in Michigan. So we bring in our good friend Matt Sells, who's fresh off his vacation in my sunshine state of Florida to go over the race this weekend. Matt, thanks for coming on the show once again. How are you? I'm good. Uh, yeah, I was down in your neck of the woods there uh, last week visiting some family. Dodged the uh, tropical storm slash hurricane that everybody else on the East Coast is having trouble with. So that was kind of nifty. Um, I and, told uh, you, you know, Matt. I told you when you, you texted did. me that you, everything was going to be fine. Don't worry. You did. You did. We didn't even get, we got like, I don't know, 35 mile an hour winds. It wasn't I even know. that bad. You know, I've, been, I've been through so many of these. I know when to panic and when to just ignore it and and that one was one to ignore um okay so uh this weekend we're in uh michigan for the nascar cup series the Firekeepers casino 400 uh somehow i'm gonna have to force you into taking somebody outside of kevin harvick uh for this week i know he's had success there and i know he is the favorite um but joey logano's had success there too he won there last year so yep. I'm wondering if I can if I can talk you into anybody else outside of it, but give me a, a quick preview here of this race as we continue on the NASCAR Cup Series. So yeah, so we get a, a double header for the Cup Series this weekend. We have a race on Saturday and a race on Sunday. Uh, the Firekeepers Casino 400 is on Saturday. It's actually no longer a 400 mile race. It is a 312 mile or uh, 500 kilometer race. 
And then there's one of the exact same distance on Sunday. It's the Consumer Energy 400. So for betting purposes and DFS purposes, let's keep those straight. Um, okay. But, yeah, so it's, it's a back-to-back weekend. Um, they've just set the uh, you know they set the lineups here on Thursday for the Saturday race. The Sunday race will be set. The lineup will be set based on Saturday's finish positions. Um, so if you finish top 20 in Saturday's race, your spot gets inverted for Sunday's race. Gotcha. If you finish 21 through, I guess, 39 on Saturday, you start in the exact same spot you finish. Okay. So if you win the race on Saturday, you're starting 20th on Sunday. Finish 20th on Saturday, you're on the pole for Sunday's race. And if you finish 21st, well, then you're going to start 21st. So um, so that'll be interesting to watch for betting purposes and DFS uh, purposes for Sunday's race. But, uh, yeah, uh, the other thing to pay attention to is they raced at a sister track to this one uh, earlier this year, Auto Club in uh, California, also known as Fontana, is basically an identical track to Michigan International Speedway, uh, both two-mile tracks, both pretty similarly banked. Um, and if you want to compare Michigan to another one that's not two miles, you could go with Kansas uh, that they raced at a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they both have multi-groove racing surfaces, so drivers can go kind of all over the place here in Michigan, except with really fast speeds. Okay, so uh, if you wouldn't mind, let's take a look at the Firekeepers uh, Casino 400 odds. And sure. I guess these, these are for Saturday. Am I accurate with that? Yes, the Firekeepers Casino 400 is Saturday's race. Okay, so uh, Harvick at plus 420, Denny Hamlin 5 to 1, Logano 7 to 1, Brad Keselowski 8 to 1, uh, Chase Elliott 8 to 1, Truex Jr. at 9 to 1, and then we got some guys at 12 and 13 to 1, Kyle Bush, Ryan Blaney. Uh, Alex Bowman is a little bit of a long shot, 35 to 1. It feels like after, uh, after Blaney, there's just all uh, sort of long shots here. Yeah. Um, look, I, I I know that we keep look. I mean, Matt, look. Let's be honest. You come on here every week. You spit out Harvick's name, and he keeps winning the race. And so I get it. <laughs> that's that's the right way to go about it. I'm like, I, I feel like pushing you into somebody else. But yep, we're but gonna we're gonna wins. go with we're gonna go with a few different guys this week. Um, okay. Obviously, Kevin Harvick is still Kevin Harvick. He's still favorite. He won here last. So typically, they do run two races here a year. They're typically about six weeks apart. Uh, one is in early July and one is in mid-August. So if you're comparing timelines here, this doubleheader weekend kind of comes between the two of them. Last year, Kevin Harvick won the August race and Joey Logano won the first race. So, okay. you know, Joey Logano is on the pole for Saturday's race. Um, Danny Hamlin is on the outside pole starting, uh, you know, P2. Kevin Harvick is right up front there as well. He's starting, I believe, P3. Uh, so, you know, there's a reason why these guys are all in play every week. They're, they've been really, really good this season. Joey Logano, a little less so than Harvick and Hamlin. Uh, but I'm actually going to go with a guy who just won and dominated at New Hampshire. Uh, that'd be Brad Keselowski. Okay. Uh, he, he just signed a contract extension with Team Penske, uh, like on Tuesday of this week to, he was a free, he was going to be a free agent. Uh, heading into next year, he just signed a contract extension, so he's pretty pumped to be back at Penske. Uh, Fords typically like to show off very well here at Michigan because, let's face it, Ford is made just down the road 
from Michigan International Speedway. And to top it all off, Brad Keselowski is from Michigan. Mm. So it's his home track. No Michigan-born driver has ever won at Michigan International Speedway. And uh, he keeps putting more and more pressure on himself to bring home a win at Michigan at his home track. So uh, fresh off a dominating race in New Hampshire, he finished second at Kansas, which we already said you could compare this to. He's coming off a contract extension. So I like Brad Keselowski this week. Um, I'm also going to go a little bit, a couple long, longer shot guys okay. uh, for you. Alex Bowman, uh, who I think you mentioned right. 35 to 1. He absolutely flat out dominated at Auto Club earlier this year, which we just said was basically a sister track to Michigan, almost identical. Um, so I presume that they would run basically the same setup that worked really, really well at auto club. So, um, I would toss him in the ring for a guy that could win. He's also starting in the top 10, which is usually a pretty good spot to win races. And Eric Jones, uh, haven't heard a whole lot from, from Eric Jones. He's been streaky. Um, but when his speed shows up, he's a top five driver almost every time. Uh, this is also a home track for him, perhaps even more so than Kislowski. Typically, if coronavirus was not going on, he'd be able to go sleep at his uh, childhood house when they go to Michigan. It's that close. It's like about an hour and a half away. So this is also a home track for Eric Jones. Some, uh, you know, some NASCAR news happened this week that kind of puts him on the hot seat. Levine Family Racing got sold, which means... Christopher Bell and Eric Jones are basically fighting for one car at the end of the season, which is currently held by Eric Jones. So he kind of needs a win to stake his claim there and, you know, prove his worth to Toyota and Joe Gibbs and whatnot. So we'll go out on a limb here with uh, Eric Jones and uh, we'll toss Chase Elliott in there, too. He's got he finished second here three consecutive races in a row. Um, So he runs pretty well at Michigan as well. All right, very good. Uh, before we let you go, Matt, are you enjoying the baseball season thus far? I know it's been wild on my end. How's it been for when, you? When they're playing, you know, my Nats were off for like four days because I couldn't go down to Miami and play. So right. they were off this weekend, play some sim games, um, you know, in Nats Park. And then they just, uh, you know, starting back up. And now they have another off day. So it's kind of herky-jerky for them to get into a rhythm here. I don't really blame the guys that are starting off slowly. So. Um, but you know, when, when baseball is happening, I'm watching, it's still been the same old baseball game that I love and enjoy. So hopefully these guys will follow the rules and we'll get more of it for sure. Uh, how many races are left by the way in the NASCAR season? Uh, so the regular season ends at the end of August with yeah, the Daytona, yeah. with the Coke 600 or the Coke 400 at Daytona. And then there's a 10 race playoff. So, um, you know, the, the actual NASCAR season will end November 8th in Phoenix. Um, so there's there's good three, four months left cool. of the NASCAR schedule. So, Well, there you go. And uh, take your shot there. I'll throw Jimmy Johnson's name out there. Can't believe he's back uh, back on the odds here, 55 to 1 <laughs> uh, listed here. No shot, but why not? All right. Um, thank you again, Matt, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Have yourself a great weekend. Sure thing.
Matt Sells, the NASCAR writer of the year in fantasy sports. You can find his work over at Fantasy Alarm and FantasyAlarm.com. I know we covered a lot of the betting aspect of it, but he does a great job also in DFS NASCAR. So make sure you check that out as well. We'll take a quick break here on Fantasy Sports Today. Stay on the grid. We'll be right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports. Today, every Friday, we check in with the Wizard. That's not really his nickname. I just felt like saying it on the show. Gray Albright of Razball.com. You can follow him on Twitter, of course, at Razball with the fantasy baseball season in full swing. As we head toward week three, we bring Gray in for some fun, some shenanigans, and some fantasy talk. Gray, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us. Oh, uh, hey, Craig. What's going on? Nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, a lot. A uh, lot going cool. on. Cool. A lot yeah, of sports. A lot, a lot. Yeah, I know. I told you. Told you there'd be a season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, here we are. Uh, it was hit or mix there for about <laughs> last a, week. The sky was falling again. This week, the sun is shining, and it looks like we're gonna get through this thing. I think. Hopefully, we will. But um, okay, so so let's so, so this week, let's recap this week, and then you know, fast forward to next week a little bit. We're seeing a lot of the young prospects being called up. I don't think this is a surprise. Uh, teams usually in June or July will do this, but the June and July is now. Every game is like five games. And uh, one of the players that I wanted to start off asking you about is Joe Adele of the Los Angeles Angels, who certainly I think will get his fair share of playing time. But have you watched him thus far? What What are you thinking so far with the way that he's looked in this very short sample, small sample? Yeah, I uh, no, I love Joe Adele even coming into this year. I thought there was a possibility that he could have broke camp, but you know that's always a uh, that's a long shot whenever it comes to uh, rookie prospects with uh, you know major league service time and all that. So yeah, it didn't happen uh, breaking camp necessarily from the get go, but he is. I mean, he's ready to go. I'm surprised that Madden's even playing Goodwin anymore because yeah. I figured Adele would just get in the lineup. And stay in the lineup and would never be removed from the lineup. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Madden's going to Madden. So we'll see what happens. I still have pretty good feelings on Adele for fantasy, for any league, really. I uh, I was asked the other day for a comparison. And I thought of a young Justin Upton who probably had a little bit more speed. But mm-hmm. close. I think uh, Adele could hit 27 to 32 homers over, you know, obviously over the course of uh, 162 games, not 60 games, which that would be remarkable. Uh, <laughs> outside of maybe Aaron Judge, I don't think anyone right. that. But yeah, no, I think he's a, uh, you know, he's sort of like a um, Upton power profile and uh, could also strike out a bit. I mean, he's got some. Strikeout tendencies, I would say, maybe in the, uh, you know, hopefully he can cut down on his Ks and stay in the 255, 265 range on batting average. But it could be, in the beginning at least, it could be a little bit of an issue with his Ks. Uh, I do do like him, though. If if there's only one you can have rest of this season, Adele, Kyle Lewis, which one? Oh my God, Kyle Lewis! That's that's my that's my baby. You gotta have Kyle Lewis, right? 
<laughs> you gotta you gotta have Kyle Lewis. I think uh, at this point, Kyle Lewis or Babe Ruth. I mean, it's like right. how how do you go against Kyle Lewis? No, I don't know. You can't. You can't. All right, so so I would say that strictly in in a short sample, one of the biggest surprises of the fantasy season has been Trent Grisham. I, I don't think that anybody had this coming. Remember, he played 50 games last year with Milwaukee. He had six home runs. Uh, a ball went through his legs in the outfield, and they just basically were like, all right, that's it. No more. You, know, <laughs> you, you ruined the season. We're done. Uh, San Diego gladly took this guy. And OBP, 38% thus far, Gray. That's a big number, okay? Walking a lot. Four home runs. Look, anybody can catch lightning in a bottle. But three stolen bases, too. And by the way, Tommy Pham is stealing bases. Maybe the Padres are the the stolen base team this year. It certainly would appear that way. But I got to say, Grisham, to me, this has been a pretty significant surprise. Uh, 183 plate appearances in 2019, 20 walks. 58 plate appearances nine walks already so it's working for him yeah no he's definitely seen the ball well i uh actually i liked him going into like december right after the trade because i felt like he was a guy who just really needed playing time and then it looked like you know when tommy Pham got traded over to the padres it was like i was a little concerned about playing time at that point but then that sort of worked itself out with uh, Margo and Renfro going elsewhere and everything. So I I suddenly was like the biggest Trent Grisham fan because just uh, like his speed and power alone, I, you know, I feel like that's something that's really underappreciated uh, in the fantasy community. Just if a guy can steal bases and hit homers, everything else is just gravy. I mean, you try so hard to find guys who can steal or guys who can hit homers. If a guy can do both, then, you know, figure out the batting average later. Uh, and that was really like Grisham's big, you know, problem coming into this year. He hit 231 last year. Right now he's hitting 271 and a uh, 300 Babbitt, which is pretty doable for him. I would say, you know, depending on how many Ks he's going to do, like at this point he's at a 26 uh, 24% uh, K rate. I think if he can hang out around there, he could hit 265 plus and that with his power and speed. He's definitely a guy who I feel like is going to be, he's going to be on people's radars even going into next year. Like, I, I don't, agree. That's I the don't think he's going to get that the, is the point. attention. Yeah, I, think, I mean, we, we are lacking 2020 guys, uh, you know, 20 homers, 20 steel guys. And if this guy comes close to 10, 10, at the end of this year, you and I will be fighting over him next year for sure. I could definitely uh, see that happening for sure. Um, okay, now a player that I will not be fighting about because I just refuse to believe what I'm seeing here <laughs> is Mike Yastrzemski of the San Francisco Giants, who got a day off finally yesterday. Uh, but uh, leads the league in walks, leads the league in runs, and OPS over 1,000. I, look, I, I got to give him a ton of credit for the year that he had last year and carrying it over to this year. And guess what? Between last year and this year, in only 120 games, this guys already have 24 home runs and a 35 percent on base rate. And not a highly touted prospect. Great name, one of my favorites of all time. But the the thing that Joe Joe Pizzapia and I talked about Gray earlier this week, like if I'm the Giants. 
I may consider trading this guy, honestly, in a few weeks. Like, if, if this guy can help carry some other team, the Giants are going to be bad for a long time. This guy has been a shining light on their team. <laughs> to me, a huge surprise, but someone that I still don't believe. Yeah, no, completely. I actually, uh, speaking of trades, I was like saying the other day how uh, the White Sox should really trade Nomar Mazzara for like a Mike Fears type arm, like just a just a solid vet arm because they really like the White Sox offense is so good. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah anyway, that's a, a side note. But Yastrzemski uh, is leading the lead in walks because the, behind him in that lineup, it's like. Uh, <laughs> No, it's it's Chadwick Trump. (laughs) It's shocking how well the Giants have played. I thought they'd be two and twelve by now. Oh no, yeah, completely. I do always, you know, in NL only leagues, I tend to like giant pitchers because the park is so good. Sure. Uh, You know, Cueto, Gaussman, um, Webb, Samarja. At times, I mean, he's disappointed in the past. But anyway, back to uh, Yastrzemski. I do believe the power is real. Even in that terrible park, uh, he is playing way over his head with just about every other, uh, you know, well, I guess, you know, runs and runs are going to be there if he's at the top of the lineup somewhat because the team's just so bad. RBIs are way above where they should be. But his average, he's hitting 360 something as of like Friday. It's like, come on. I mean, this is, I mean, he's like a, 280, 275 hitters. So the average is going to come way down. And when that comes down, the power is probably going to lose some homers. And he's going to be an empty power guy. Like, you know, who I just mentioned before, um, Hunter Renfro. He's sort of similar to that. I mean, it's nothing that we're seeing right now. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm in total agreement. Back to the Angels as we close it out for a minute. Uh, Look, uh, David Fletcher is someone I have on on a lot of my teams this year. Because uh, I, I just heard how they gl- they were glowing about this guy last year, about teams overlooked him, and he was a late-round pick. I mean, Gray, in terms of keepers, too, in a fantasy league, he's going to qualify at, like, five positions again. Eight walks already on the season, OBP at 42%. He's playing every day now with Simmons out. What happens when Simmons comes back? I don't want to see this guy become super utility again. I want to see him play every day. I, look, I know he's never hitting 10 home runs in a season. He's never driving in 60. I know that. But he's a, he's a fun player to watch, and he does a lot of good things. He's a perfect extra guy on your team. Yeah, I know. And uh, Madden was uh, comparing him to Eckstein, which you know I don't always uh, like everything Madden says, but I do actually agree that is sort of a similar comparison. Like he's probably a better real world player, and I do think he's going to get uh, he's going to get at bats all over the field probably because of. His, you know, his uh, valuable, he's uh, valuable to his own team for fantasy. He's a pretty okay bet for average. But after that, his steals and power, he's kind of like an eight homer, eight steal guy with good average. So, he's, you know, he's kind of an empty batting average. Not not the best for fantasy, but definitely usable. Yeah. And, and surprising as as well as the start that he got off to. Uh, Gray, we got about one minute to go. What's going on at Razball? I know you guys are getting ready for football as well. Anything in particular? Yeah, definitely. We're uh, we're doing Razball, Razball uh, signups. I, I believe the uh, drafts have have started already for uh, 
a uh, you know for this season for football uh, we have rankings projections we have daily rankings and projections for baseball I mean we you know we're just doing everything we're, yeah. we're we're covering it all there Mish Covering yeah, it all. I know it and listen normally when Greg comes on this show we kibitz for 15 minutes and we don't talk about anything but we got baseball back so I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation <laughs> uh, Gray thank you again for coming on like you do every Friday much appreciated thank you have a great weekend thank you. All right, Gray Albright, Razball.com. We're back with more fantasy sports today. Joe joins me back next. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. It is time for a little fantasy or reality as we get ready to get out of here on this Friday. Before we do, let's uh, let's take a poll here. Joe Pizzapia, what's on the big menu for the weekend? Barbecue, swimming, fishing, <laughs> camping, all those things you love to do. What, what, what are the things you'll be doing this weekend? I, I, I've never been fishing. You know, it's something, it's funny. You I say brought that. it up. No, <laughs> I, I, that's why you brought it up, I'm sure. I've never been fishing. Uh, I'm just a dumb city boy, and uh, no one's ever said, yeah, I'll take you fishing or something like that. I kind of feel like at this point in my life, I'd like to go fishing. Have you ever been fishing, Craig? Yeah, Yes, I have, yes. You like, you like fishing? I live in Florida. If I have it, it would be, yeah, it would be awful if I said no. I lived, at, I actually did a lot more fishing when I lived on the west coast of Florida in Sarasota for three years than I, than I have in Miami. I have in South Florida been fishing a bunch too, but that was really an everyday thing for me. Um, I, I lived so close to the water and so close to the ocean uh, in Sarasota that it was just something that I did like every day in Sarasota. Yeah. Yeah. I think at this Fun. point in my life, it was something I never really cared about. I, just, I feel like I kind of want to go fishing now. I kind of want to do it. So if anybody out there uh, this weekend, you got a boat, you can give me a call, hit me up. Let's go out on the boat, have a couple beers. God knows I could use them. And uh, let's go a little, do a little fishing. Dad. That sounds like a great idea. Maybe we should do that. 
Oh, fishing for Joey P. But, but realistically, what is your plan this weekend? Anything happening? Uh, no, nothing. This is one of the rare weekends that I, I, I don't have my children here at the house. I have uh, them all next weekend for my daughter's eighth birthday, my youngest. So that's oh. going to be a big weekend for her. Uh, okay. So there'll be lots of party things and stuff like that. So this is the calm before the party storm, as it were. Uh, so uh, right now, I'm going to try to recruit from these uh, very, very long days of shows, which I'm very grateful for the opportunity for. But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to try to watch some sports. I think I'm going to try to take some naps. Uh, I, I might do that. I think I might just fire up the grill as well, Craig Mish. What about you? Uh, you're just tracking COVID stories all weekend, or are you going to take a break? I know, that? again. Boy, you know, you know, we were we were getting through today, and I was looking at this saying, you know something? The Marlins are back. They're playing well. Everything is quiet. And then the Cardinals popped off here. And, and you know, you know, thinking this through, I, I should have probably just stayed out of this one. Now I'm like locked in again to stories and reporting and everything. I, You're I, like I, I am going to, in Godfather Three. Uh, there's no way around it. That's all. I, I, I am. I, I'm going to last last week uh, was was probably the craziest reporting week I've had since I don't know when. Maybe reporting winter meetings or something like that. And that went for Saturday and Sunday too. Because remember. Uh, the Marlins were quarantined during that time, and it was just it was just nuts. And and I was really, and I still am. I'm really looking forward to just sitting back and not having to do that this weekend. And so I'm going to make a conscious effort, barring nothing crazy happens, to sit back, watch sports, enjoy maybe some uh, outside activities. I know I usually have that on Saturday with golf, but I, I'm going to make sure that I enjoy this weekend because school is starting back up for my kids too. And a lot of it is going to be of the online type here coming up in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. So uh, yes. don't have a lot of a lot left. A lot, a lot left. Yes. Of the time. remote so. learning is uh, is going to be very That's popular, right. I believe, this fall. I know you guys start sooner than we do, but we've already seen the uh, thing come through this weekend about the options, and it looks like a little bit more remote learning is going to happen. So that'll be fun. So maybe we'll get my kids on the show, Craig's kids on the show. We'll do some bits with them because, you know, it's hard to get a guest some days. So uh, we'll see what happens there. It's, it's going to get real interesting, that's for sure. And hey, look, the good news is, too, fantasy football prep is starting up as well. Uh, I've been dealing with a lot of football stuff. A lot of people seem to be, as we kind of talked about it yesterday and touched on it, it seems like the arrow starting to point in the other direction now where people, and I think after yesterday also, where people got a good list of names, in terms of who is in and who is out, at least so far. And I'm sure there will be more to come. It's, there's always more to come. If there's one thing we've learned in 2020, there's always more to come. There's always, always more to come. But I think so far, yeah, there is. I would say the fantasy community at large kind of dodged a bullet in the sense of uh, what are the major names of fantasy that were being drafted. We speculated there might even be one that was in that that bubble consideration of first couple rounds. It was an important player. But so far, in fantasy no. importance, they haven't gotten that, which is kind of surprising. We'll see if that changes. But I think a lot of people right now this weekend in the next couple of weeks are going to start turning their attention a little bit to the NFL. And we'll try to do that on the show as well. But it feels like that is starting to move just a little bit right now in terms of the needle, too, which is a good thing, too. It's good to have things to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be nice to 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 see reports of players on the field and things happening. I just haven't seen any of that. And I and I think maybe that's part of of why. And, and again, I'm I'm not a good a good judge for this because I'm sort of in the baseball bubble and have been for the last couple of weeks. But I even this morning was texting back and forth with Susmania and 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 gauging his opinion on this uh, and, and asking like, am I missing something here with this? Like, and he and he basically said the same thing. It's you know, no Hall of Fame game and um, you know, no 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 player reports of anything happening on a field and really until that happens, what is what more is there to say except for say the same things that we've been saying for four months. So 
Hopefully that will change next week. I would love to get into the conversation, but I also want to make sure that we have conversation to get into. So next week, that will be the goal. We'll start moving ahead at least 10 minutes or 15 minutes a day, uh, more toward that for sure. Uh, So we didn't do fantasy sports birthdays today. We did not do this day in fantasy sports just because we wanted to deliver more fresh content to you as opposed to going back in history. But one of the things that we would have said is today is Mike Trout's birthday. So happy birthday to Mike Trout. And he leads off our fantasy or reality question today. Uh, Joe, Mike Trout is, is 29 and 289 career home runs. And certainly there's nine. there are nine players currently who are in the 600 home run club. And Trout is... On a trajectory toward this, he's going to have to play, I would guess, at least like the other guys do, into his 40s or close to it. So fantasy or reality, Mike Trout will stick around and hit 600 home runs over the course of his career. Fantasy or reality? This is a tough one, man. I love this player, and I got to, you know... I got to take care of my Jersey boys. This guy's getting paid so much money, though. I just don't know if he wants to play that long. I mean, I I know what kind of player he is. Uh, We all know. There's no doubt about this. He is the man. Um, I think it's well within his grasp. I'm going to say because he seems to be the kind of guy that just really does love the game and a guy that really is, is dead set on being great. I think he does get to this mark. I'm not sure he's going to finish out this career with the Angels, though. There's something tells me here at some point in time, if he doesn't start winning there, that something's going to go south. And, you know, we've seen guys sign big contracts before and then get moved. And I know this one is massive, but you ain't seen nothing yet. There's going to be a lot more massive contracts to come in Major League Baseball over the next decade. So, um, in my opinion, I think he does get to this, but uh, I don't think he's going to get to it playing his entire career with the Angels. So I'll put a caveat on that. Do you think this is a mark that he can get to? I do. I I think so. I think he's going to have to play longer than he's going to want to, and he's going to want to have to compile numbers, which not every player wants to do. But I think in the end, 600 is realistic and possible, and I will say this is a reality. I think Trout will get to 600 career home runs, and I'll guess it's at the age of 42, 12 years from now. How about that? All right, uh, this is another one. uh, A player basically saying something and, and us reacting to it, which is fine. It's the NFL. Chandler Jones on Thursday said it's a personal goal of his to break the sack record this season. And he said, by the way, it won't be that hard of a goal. And he did have 19 last year, and he is a very high-level player. But he's going to have to stay healthy. He's going to have to play 16 games. The season's going to have to continue. Nothing is going to have to happen to him. And there's so many things that are that are in play here, which makes this an easy answer for me. Fantasy or reality, Will uh, Chandler Jones will break the single-season sack record. I'll go first. I don't normally go first. This is fantasy. Mm. You'd have to bet under on everything this year. You'd be nuts to do anything on the over. You can't count on any player playing individually 16 games. You can't count on a season playing itself through based on what we've seen. If I would have told you a week ago that the Miami Marlins are going to end up playing more games than the St. Louis Cardinals on August the 7th, you would have said you're nuts. This is 2020. You can't predict anything. And that's where we're at. The Cardinals are in jeopardy of not getting to 50 games at this point, having games postponed this weekend. Chandler Jones is not going to get 22 and a half sacks. Is he out of his mind? He's lucky if he gets 15 games in or 14 games in. This is a fantasy. He will not get this number. No. Uh, as much as it pains me, I agree. Uh, but I will say this. You can disagree. I don't see how it happens. No, no. I, 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 don't, I, I don't like when players say, I'm going to do this. It's good to have motivation. And I think that's part of what this is, too, because he did have a great season last year. And uh, what we got going in his favor, too, is this might be a particularly difficult year, uh, considering the pandemic and what's going on for offensive linemen. Um, it's a bigger body type. And it's a... It, 
a little different here. And uh, what we've seen, too, is some of these strands and some of the science has kind of told us that some of the people who are carrying more weight have been more susceptible potentially to this virus. And that's something that I just saw an interview on just a few days ago, which was a fascinating little point there. And um, so from that standpoint, if there are some backup linemen on a lot of teams playing or if there's more opt outs, we've seen some of the opt outs already have been offensive linemen that the Chiefs lost two guys already. So that is something to at least understand that the climate might actually allow for this. But the likelihood is probably not very good. So I'm going to also say it's a fantasy. But I, I hope he does. I would like some records broken. I like when that happens. It's a good story. It just, it just doesn't seem realistic for me. I mean, think about all, if you no, had to right. go back before the baseball season started and, and redo everything, stolen bases, home runs, mm-hmm. runs driven in, individual player props, you would have been better served to go under. I've had people text me asking me questions like, I bet this and this and that. So what does it mean if 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 they don't get to fifty games? Are they going to honor the bet? Uh, and, and it's all like still very much in flux. And, and particularly on Fanduel, I think that in baseball you had to play you have to play fifty nine games for your bet to cash in. And so these individual player accomplishments are all nice to think that they could potentially happen. But if we're taking a cue from baseball, and, and I cannot take a cue from the NBA at this point, they're all playing in a bubble and no one's testing positive. We've had players already in the NFL testing positive. I am sorry. It will not be a blanket under for everything with me this year, but individual player statistics and records? Yes, I will be betting the under on those. Wow, you went for Jim Mora on the records bit right there. I love records? records? Playoffs? Records? I got to mean records. It's Friday at one fifty-one. so yeah, Eastern. Sorry. Is it? I have no idea what day or time it is, I'll be honest with you. They are I know, all you, you've been doing a lot of shows this week. So. Okay, uh, finally, uh, I have this record. And I do have Phil Collins uh, in the air tonight. I do. I I, I forget which. I think it's no jacket required that this is on the LP, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, there's a viral video going on right now about two teenagers sitting and listening for the Mm -hmm. first time in the air tonight, which became popular, ironically, on the TV show Miami Vice. Fantasy or reality? Phil Collins in the air tonight is a masterpiece, Joe. Fantasy reality. Absolutely reality. This is a great tune. Great drum solo, the way it all kicks in. I saw this video. I retweeted it this morning. It made me smile. It's exactly the thing I needed at 4.30 this morning uh, <laughs> on a Friday to see. It made me laugh. And and I like this. I, I like, you know, if it takes people putting themselves on YouTube to expose themselves to other things that they might not be aware of, so be it. Like, if that's the way you're going to start digesting uh, films or, or books, <laughs> books <laughs> or music, by putting yourself on YouTube and experiencing it live, great. At least let's experience it. And, you know, by default, you're exposing it then to a lot of other people get to see it. I know these kids have had this show for a while on YouTube, and I think it's great. There's lots more like it. There's a lot of people doing this, and it's pretty entertaining sometimes. I've gone down that rabbit hole once upon a time as well with some of these people who are more on the entertaining end of reacting to these things. I love it. I think it's a masterpiece. I think every Phil Collins song is a masterpiece, but I say yes. Big thumbs up in the air tonight. What say you? Yeah, I mean, look, I just said that I have the record, the actual vinyl record of of No Jacket Required. So, you know, my answer is certainly a masterpiece. He is one of the few people that when he is in concert and does rare tours that I want to see, he's one. He he is a bucket list concert that I have not Mm. been to. And I and I hope that if we're able to go to concerts again at some point, that that would be one. Genesis was one that I missed when they were here many years ago. 
And now with him touring, and he did actually come to Miami, but the tickets were just so ridiculous. They were like a thousand a piece because it was oh. like a one night only type thing. Yeah, it was that, that's I'm not going to do thousand a piece tickets. Yeah, my my uh, last bucket list contest uh, concert, excuse me, was uh, Foo Fighters, which I finally saw actually I think two summers ago now, uh, and they were worth every penny, man. Those guys were fantastic. Now it's just Nathaniel Rateliff. That's the last one I need to see live. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. Joe and I are getting ready for a weekend of fun and relaxation, and we wish you the same. But before we do that, we have one piece of business to get to, and that is the SportsGrid 60. And so I will turn it over to Joe as he does the SportsGrid 30. Joe? <laughs> All right, so here's an idea for you. You're worried about the NFL season going off without a hitch and you want to play fantasy football. Why don't you do this? Take half of what you're putting into those and cut it in half. Put half of it towards charity in the pot and the other half to the winners. And that way, if the season does go crazy, at least, at the very least, you know you've done some good and you've had some fun. So think about it that way. Think outside the box. Yeah, as I said, sports grid 30. I had a feeling. All right. So let me uh, let me end the show with this. I've I've had my doubts uh, with the NFL, as Joe has said, and I've sort of wondered, living in this baseball madness that I have, what's going on? Is the NFL going to play? Why is that? Why have I not heard about it so much? That's all going to change, and it's going to change on August the 11th because that is the debut of Hard Knocks on HBO. For me, and I think for a lot of other people. It is no longer the Hall of Fame game that kicks off our interest in fantasy football and in the NFL in general. It is the Hard Knocks television show, which is arguably the best sports television show produced every single year. It's exciting. It's fun. And I think that it begins to quench our thirst for the beginning of the NFL season. There will be no preseason, but rest assured, once that show kicks off on Tuesday night, I think we all will be very excited to talk about it. And we, of course, will hear on Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. That will do it for our week of shows. Joe and I will be back on Monday at noon. Thank you to Chris. Thank you to Danny. Thank you to Brett. And, of course, thank you to our man that gets us on the air every single day, unequivocally, without a doubt, to me, the most important person uh, here at Sports Grid, and that is my good friend Joe Ranieri. Thank you to Joe Ranieri. For my co-host Joe Pizzapia, I'm Craig Nish. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back here again on Monday at noon. And until then, so long, stay on the grid, and I hope you have a great day. See ya.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.